Hey, you guys, welcome to Ghosted Stories. It's Chelsea. It's Aaron. And Aaron is sporting a lovely baby hand. I am, because somebody brought up the baby hand, and then I had to put on the baby hand, and now that's what's happening. Just hashtag baby hands. It's trending on, on Twitter. I don't know yeah. if it is, but it should be. Now that we've completely derailed, let's... Uh, <laughs> Anyway, thanks so to me, just diving right into the baby also, hand. Also, just one more note about the baby hand. It's incredibly <laughs> lifelike. I don't think the yeah. listeners at home are getting the fact that this looks like a little teeny It's a teeny baby tiny baby hand. But also, it doesn't, your finger. It doesn't look like, on her finger. Yeah, it doesn't look like a baby's hand. Because no, baby's it's hands are chubby. Hand. It's just if an adult man's hand was shrunk. A hairless adult man. Yeah. So it's that other snooey, voice you it's hear. It's everything you need. Oh, that other voice you hear who spoke before introductions. Oops. Uh, <laughs> that's fine. You can do whatever you want because you're a super fan. Yeah, <laughs> I am. You know what? I'm a first time caller, long time listener. And you are also Aaron's cousin, cousin Rob. Rob. Whoop, whoop. We should probably have a little discussion about that, though. Why? Because it's okay if you just say, hey, it's my friend Rob and just end it there. Because if you say it's my cousin Rob, it makes me feel like he's a little slow and my mother makes me hang around with him because he doesn't talk to people. Like that's 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 my insecurities that I'm putting into your statement. So maybe we don't okay. have to. Um, you we guys can unpack you'd be that friends more. if you weren't cousins, dude. You're that's some straight up shit. Fun story because I'm a little I'm a little older than you, ladies. Um, and you're like like you're of a like the generation after me in our family, right? Because so, you're technically my mother's cousin. Yeah. So okay. like her mom is like my older sister's age. Got it. That makes sense. Yeah. So I uh, I I saw your mom Barbara, and she's like, <laughs> oh. You're in New York now. You have to you have to hang out with Aaron, you know. And she made Aaron out to be this little this pigtail. Like years, like, this was like twelve years ago. She made Aaron to be uh, this little pigtailed, like wide-eyed little girl in the city who was scared of new people. I'm like, yeah, of course we'll hang out. Whatever. She shows up to brunch. A, you're cooler than me. <laughs> <laughs> and B, and I'm like, oh my god, you're like really hip. And I kind of you're like a be, person. Yeah, yeah you're yeah. like we should hang out. I don't care that we're related. So I would, I do consider you just a friend. Oh, yeah. But I love that we also get to do, do Thanksgiving together. And I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, Aaron's there. It'll be fun. Right. Yeah. It'll be fun anyway because I like That's everyone so else. Fun. But, I'm not yeah. really like close with any of my cousins. I've I never always wished that I was. And not, I mean, we're just, you know, big age gaps and don't live close to mm-hmm. one another. Yeah. So just saw each other very intermittently at holidays. And it just, you know. Well, ever since the incident, I really haven't talked to most of my family. I was <laughs> <laughs> ba- just kidding. Oh, my the God. The baby just kidding. incident? <laughs> 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 They're not a fan of the small hand and I'm like well, we're done. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, so yeah but so Rob is a super fan and he <laughs> refuses to tell us any personal stories so I thought it'd be fun to have him come on <laughs> and just be for our listener episode our sort of like grab bag confetti episode yeah. potpourri yeah. where we're just going to do some topical shit read some emails it's just lay back relax it's going to be fun because I have a lot of opinions and I'm not you afraid do. to I, talk you've about you've given me a that. lot of very good advice over the years That's Sweet. Yeah, so I feel like yeah. you'd be good for, it's for like, advice. Don't pay for half the room. <laughs> yeah. What's that? Money, money up advice. front. That's money what up, I Money up front. Yep. Take a shower right after. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm really excited. You guys um, sent us so many emails and keep sending them. Ghosted Stories mm-hmm. Podcast at gmail.com. Because you guys, they, do, they, they go through them. And I'm excited to be here. You I guys. am so. This is like the perfect episode to have you here for. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm a little um, mad, though, because there's no cat. There's no, yeah, we're, since we're recording, oh yeah, I didn't mention, we're recording yet again in an office space that mm. I'm definitely not, don't, I'm not authorized <laughs> to be podcasting from. <laughs> it's not my previous office space mm. on the slat, sad apocalypse Nickelodeon floor no. for longtime oh, listeners. We're in another office space, just locked in a room that's not even on the floor where I work. There's a lot going on. It's a lot going um, on. It's fine. I hope 
no one has contacted me about podcasting illicitly in spaces we're not allowed to. And yet. you know what so I'm, going I'm going to do is I'm going to pull up pictures of cats. So I'll just be like, oh, good. So it feels here. like so it feels like Chucky's <laughs> here. Should I pull up the cat camera? No, we're getting <gasps> way off topic. You have cat this cameras? You didn't know I had a cat camera. Who well, are you? I mean, oh with, is there a world where she wouldn't have a cat camera? I love that about you. I will thank you. Also, and we did, and this is very, I think it's topical. We can talk about it. Let's go. Because the Chelsea White falls into a weird thing that happens with me sometimes when I, um, I've only physically seen you four or five times however i listen to your voice every week on on the podcast sure and we're instagram friends so i kind of think we're super close <laughs> <laughs> so every time i see you i'm like what up bitch? oh you don't know me <laughs> <laughs> Oh shit! <laughs> and then you commented on her picture, and I, I saw it, and I was like, "That is pretty intimate." For I, I'm like, "You look really great." Oh, is that weird? And I loved it. <laughs> Never feel ashamed to tell me I look really great. I'm like, That's "Oh, cool. you wore the top Let's again that, that you wore last Thursday." <laughs> All right, let's dive into these emails. So uh, I have this one starred, but I think we handled it a couple episodes ago. I believe it was on Jesse's episode, um, Jesse Rosen. She it was uh, a listener named Jana was asking um, what the proper way to respond to a ghosting is. Do you remember this? Yeah. And we mm-hmm. talked about it about how should you address a ghost. Jana sent us, you know what she said to him she kind of left it like hey I just you know I would have appreciated a conversation but you know I wish you all the best I'm wildly paraphrasing but that was sort of what she left it on Um, and then though I don't think we did this update she said that she um, she did end up sending it but she shortened it a little bit so that she just said hey it doesn't seem like we're on the same page I think you have a great um, heart, but clearly we're not looking for the same thing right now. I would hope you have enough respect to be honest with me. No surprise. I got no response. I don't think this helped me to feel better, but rather feel worse at first. Mm. Jana, I should have listened to my mom who advised me not to text anything. Haha, <laughs> aren't they always right? But then who knows? I probably always would have wondered what if I tried once more. I just thought that if he had the heart that I thought he did, he would have said something. But I'm now moving on and seeing how I dodged a bullet if he wasn't mature enough to communicate his emotions on whatever was going on. Yeah. Looking back, I almost feel as though you should give someone the same energy that they give you and now I know how I will respond to this situation in the future haha ha, hopefully it doesn't happen again mm. can't wait to hear the episode and so Jana I mean kudos to you I think for saying something because you're right at the end of the day you might have always spiraled on whether or not you know if you had sent something would there have been a different outcome and I think there are instances where it is powerful you know texting nothing speaks louder than texting something but then I think other times you owe it to yourself to just yeah. so you don't look back and say well what if you know I had yeah. said something I mean, especially, also, yeah, sorry. if you feel like you have something you want to say to them mm-hmm. then yeah. I think that's always fine because it's like if he wasn't going to respond if they weren't, aren't going to respond they're not going to respond but at least you can be like well I put it out there right. and yeah. then I think you just can't doing it thinking do it thinking that something is going to change so you have to just be like yes. I'm prepared to just tell them that I think he's kind of a jerk and say my piece and then know that I will probably get nothing. Right. Mm-hmm. Like there's no salvaging the relationship at that stage. And also what she said is right too, where it's like you wouldn't want to be in a relationship with somebody who makes you feel that way exactly. for however long they have made you feel that way. So yep. you always do dodge a bullet because mm-hmm. you need to make sure, you know, 
like Oprah says, we teach people how to treat us. Totally. Yeah. And so you can't let somebody treat you like that and think that that's Because people show you who they are. And Absolutely. he obviously said, A, I don't deal well with conflict. Yeah. And B, like, what's the prize? Ooh, I, totally. have, I have a boyfriend now who, like, if we have a fight, he won't talk to me for a month. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, <laughs> exactly. It shows how someone yeah. can, you know. But I love that she, Jana skills. was her name? Jana, yes. I love that she wrote, like, um, she wants somebody who gives the same energy that she puts out or whatever. That's very smart. Totally. That's very yes. self-healing. And I think it's good that she did communicate at the end to him, but that was really for her. Absolutely. Like a closed loop. That had nothing to do with him. Mm-hmm. No. He's done. But exactly. But yeah. it is something, whatever you decide to text, if you do decide to text the ghost, it just has to be something that you know will... Close yes. the loop Close for the loop you. for you. And you have to be okay with assuming there probably will not be a response. And it must be uh, stated that it might be a great idea just not to text. You can you can write the text down. You don't have to send it. I think that's a good point. I, I, I employ that tactic a lot. I'll, mm. I have like Google Docs full of, of emails that never I've sent. never sent. That's smart. <laughs> but it's good. But it's the same thing like writing a letter and then like burning it or something. Totally. It's like... I just need this out of me, and then let's see how we feel. Although right. I always send the text, but also I'm uh, I can be very vindictive. That's <laughs> <laughs> not a quality about myself that I enjoy. Right. I think it's fun though, because when you're vindictive, it's kind of funny sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> totally. It's like when I'm super mad, I say really clever things, and I don't like them because they're mean, but they're clever. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. But then you said it, so can't take it back. Oops, it's out. Uh, but she handled this like a mature, yes. intelligent yeah, woman good for you. who is definitely gonna snag a. The mature, intelligent man or woman, whatever she's interested in. Absolutely. Um, so uh, nice job, Jana. You're doing great. Yeah. All right. Another email. I moved to Long Island in the fall of 1999 to work at a New York Metro newspaper after I graduated from college. I was excited because I always wanted to be in New York. I didn't know the difference between the city and Long Island at the time. And work work in New York media. I was excited to say the least to be working on the sports desk of a major paper in the country. I was one of about eight other writers slash administrative assistants responsible for covering the details of Long Island high school sports and local colleges. I worked with a particularly cute man who was also on the sports desk. It didn't even dawn on me that he noticed me and until one day he made um, a prank phone call to the office to report some breaking sports news. <laughs> so when he finally confessed that he was playing on the phone at, at my expense, uh, I started to notice his sense of humor as well as his charming demeanor. I will call him Forrest after the character Forrest Gump, which is a favorite movie of both of us. <laughs> <laughs> So after that, things progressed cautiously but fast. We sat next to each other during our usual shift of answering the phone and shared the occasional joke or flirt. Looking back, it was nothing to really think about because I think I was dating some at the time and Forrest had a steady girlfriend. Mm -hmm. But the dynamic of the relationship shifted one night when we were uh, walking to our cars and didn't want to wait for the elevator, so we opted to take the stairs. While on the staircase, he turned to me and kissed me on the lips. I was shocked because he did have a girlfriend at the time. Anyway, our adolescent behavior lasted until the high school sports season ended that year. We only worked when schools were in session. It was a part-time job. He told me he had recently broken up with his girlfriend and he was moving out of uh, New York to pursue other career opportunities. Completely bummed, we decided to go out for drinks to end the season on a good note and say goodbye. Forrest and I hung out at a bar near the newspaper with some other co-workers, the whole time laughing and chatting it up with our fellow colleagues. He and I were playing footsies under the table, exchanging winks and smiles at annoying co-worker and, uh, annoying co-worker jokes and discreetly making plans to see each other later that night without an audience. We did manage to lose our co-workers and go back to his place. The kicker was he lived with one of our co-workers who didn't join us for drinks and beat Forrest home. After getting to 
the house, Forrest had to sneak me past his snoring roommate's bedroom door. <laughs> when we made it to Forrest's bedroom successfully, it didn't take much time to get down to business. <laughs> <laughs> the sex was awesome, but short-lived because the condom broke. So after a Ooh. few minutes of looking through his things for another one, we both fell asleep, um, pissed, but responsible enough to not take any risk. Good, Good job, Deirdre. Yes. She the, knows good. That's good. Right? Yeah. The next day he calls to tell me that he found his emergency stash of protection and told me when we should reschedule round two. <laughs> we kept up with the flirting. Oh, you could have He's bought some charmer condoms. right there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we kept up with the flirting and occasional phone calls, but we never had a round two. He ended up leaving New York, eventually meeting his wife and having two kids. I ended up dating a man for 10 years with the relationship eventually ending. Fast forward years later to more recent times. He and I didn't keep in touch after he left New York. There were maybe a few emails back and forth about from about two years but contact like stopped epic saga. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love that it comes like 10 years later yeah. mm-hmm. uh, but contact stopped once he told me he was engaged and he was happy and I was happy for him it wasn't until the invita- invention of Facebook that we got back in touch in about 2010 when I joined the site I don't remember if I friended mm. him or if he friended me but we were Facebook friends I noticed he indeed got married to a very pretty woman and had two little girls he was happy and I was happy for him we would exchange the occasional happy holiday happy birthday congratulations on new job type of message all on the Facebook wall all out in the open no sneaky inbox messaging. I moved back to help my sister because she was ill. I was also going through a breakup because with, uh, with my long-term boyfriend who recently met someone and got engaged all the while technically still dating me. Oh. <gasps> I found out via a Facebook post. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the story. I know. Okay. We're <laughs> burying the <laughs> lead. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Honey, what's happening with you? I that's Insane. can't go on I digress okay she says I digress I was telling him about my sister's illness she was doing great by the way in you know, my recent breakup he was very sweet and told me I should be glad that he was finally out of my life and that love will happen for me again and not to worry about it and get back out there and date don't get me wrong he was still married at this point and his relationship with, was healthy yeah. but also when did these more intimate talks start happening yeah it's on the DM because this or? wasn't on a Facebook wall um, yes I'm sure this was this not was on a, a Facebook a wall little, we've taken this to a, a bit of the chatting. chat right yeah, yeah. alright um, she said, we were not having an emotional affair or anything. That changed about two years ago. The dynamic ooh, of our friendship ooh, changed ooh. when our Uh-oh. occasional happy birthday post turned into an inbox Facebook message. Again, okay. nothing that I felt weird about if his wife sent the message. He answered my question and then started small talk. I was shocked, but I cautiously engaged the conversation. I kept adding in little comments, mentioning his wife as if we were reading our, uh, she were reading our inbox messages. Examples mm-hmm. like, you should check out this new restaurant in Manhattan with your wife. It's amazing. By now, he re- relocated to New York and I was back on Long Island. He disclosed Ooh. to me that he and his wife were having problems, but I still remained cautious. He's still married and besides, we were friends now. I hadn't really thought of our one night of fun in a long time. So I tried to be supportive a supportive friend and asked him to try to work things out with his wife. It was eventually established as marriage was over and he was not turning back or his wife wasn't taking him back, whichever the case may be. LOL. <laughs> Forrest brought up that one night that we had. While I remembered that it happened, I didn't remember the specific details, but he did. Ooh. And he remembered our escapades of making out and the stairwells <clears throat> at work. I was shocked. But because he was still married and I was convinced we were just friends, I was a little uncomfortable where this was going. But I did always have a crush on Forrest and sometimes wondered what would have happened had we started dating. So I indulged in flirty talk and it led to mild sex I say mild because mild? I think the most extreme thing that was said was that he wanted to taste my nipples. LOL. Well, okay. <laughs> I mean, I, mean, I would say that to my mom. It's fine. You know? Yeah, that's mild. <laughs> totally mild. Mild yeah. sexting. Mild sexting. We, that's the name of my autobiography. Mild sexting. Yeah. And mild ladies sexting. and gentlemen, welcome to the stage, mild sexting. <laughs> Milda sexting. Milda sexting. <laughs> 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 all right. 
she says, we even talked about hooking up again until one day we were doing this back and forth flirting and all of a sudden he just stopped messaging. I used restraint and only messaged him like twice to see what happened. And after the third day, I was upset, but not totally pissed. Who's going to taste her nipples now? Right? Right. And he'll never know what they taste like. I, I was more upset with me that I allowed myself to catch feelings for Forrest again, especially since I knew he was still married. I was mad at myself because I allowed him to let me think we were friends. Right. See, I hope you don't consider this burying the lead in the middle of the story, <laughs> but I'm an African-American woman and Forrest is a white guy. On your show, you always ask your guests to compare themselves to a celebrity in order for listeners to get a visual of who they are. Well, in my case, I've been told that I kind of remind some people of Kerry Washington or Gabrielle Union. Nice. Ooh. Not that I agree, but anyways, haha. My serious <laughs> long-term relationship with a white guy and, for, um, and Forrest would give me advice over the years about what to do in certain situations during the times we did keep in touch. I told him that I thought that white guys I dated, I told him I thought that white guys I dated liked me, but would never get serious in an interracial interracial relationship. So Um. I was very hurt when I thought he did the same thing some other white guys have done. So after about three weeks, Forrest finally came back to Facebook and explained that he didn't think it was a good idea to see each other or um, to hook up because he knew my experiences with white guys and it didn't want to lead me on or anything. I mean, too late. Mm. I told him I understood, but I also checked him and explained that it sounded like to me that he and his wife were working things out, which I always had encouraged, and he needed me to go away and not get him in trouble. Also, I told him that he shouldn't flirt with anyone if he's having marriage problems, but he definitely shouldn't flirt with me. Yeah. I told him all of this, he apologized and explained himself, and I stopped message and messaging him, and he stopped messaging me. This lasted for two years until one day, oh my goodness, this went for decades. This is epic. Forest. This lasted for two years until one day he messaged me out of the blue to congratulate my football team for a major, my college football team for a major win. I was short with him, but like always, we talked about the family, the holidays, our jobs, his kids, my niece and nephew, etc. I was like, cool, we are friends again. Then he again apologized for what happened when he ghosted me and explained that he wasn't saying anything out of sympathy to get me to hook up with him. He was really going through a divorce, and he was legally separated and living with his parents. That is why I continued need to talk to Forrest. We didn't get back to flirting again because I knew he was the walking wound wounded with the separation and the fact and he's living with his parents. that he lived right yeah. and that he yeah. lived 100 miles away in upstate New York. There's a lot going on there. There's so mm-hmm. many things involved. But the sex was amazing. But <laughs> you have sex. No, I'm saying that's what's going to happen next. Oh, okay, okay. I'm, my, my money is, yeah. Is that right. coming? All right, mm-hmm. we'll, see, we'll see what happens. Uh, that and the fact that we still hadn't talked on the phone in years. This was just emails and Facebook in- inbox messages. So when he did tes- text me with a dirty joke on Facebook Messenger, I called him out and said I hadn't even talked to him on the phone for years. Soon as I messaged that to him, Forrest messaged his cell phone number back. We ended Ooh. up talking on the phone for the first time in years. We started talking about his divorce, what was new in his dating life, what was new with our careers, his children, my niece and nephews and politics. It was a good, friendly convo. The next day, he texted me saying how much he enjoyed catching up with me and that we should do it again and hang out. I'm thinking, okay, sure we'll see uh then after a few days of uh, consistent talking he ghosts again i'm upset but i was always still guarding my heart so i was like more annoyed that he still was playing games and that i still involved myself i was in between relationships so i had more time on my hands forestry appeared like four months later and acted like nothing happened so i asked him what was going on he informed me that he was dating and he just stopped seeing this girl (laughs) i was like oh that explains why you disappeared i went to tell him that i thought we were kind of sparking something up and he was like he isn't ready for anything serious because of his separation pending divorce and says besides you're very reserved Anyway, before his email gets even... This email gets even more out of hand. Thank you for still reading, by the way. <laughs> we are enthralled. Yeah. Like, I am like in. Mm-hmm. 
We resume our quasi-flirt suggestive te- texting. He would text me at the, spur, at, at the spur of the moment and ask me to meet him in Manhattan or let me know he was on Long Island. I always told him I was busy or it was too short notice. He would also invite me to see him to, uh, to stand-up comedy in the city, which I would also decline. So after a particularly suggest- suggestive text phone conversation, I was ready to see this dude. A couple days later, he texted me at 3.30 in the afternoon saying he was nearby on Long Island. Mm-hmm. I ended up meeting him after work at a Friday's to have drinks and catch up. He looked great, same but older, more mature. We hadn't seen each other in 18 years, so I was oh nervous. I was a size zero in my early 20s, but now I'm a size six. Uh, but I think I kept myself together Honey, pretty well. Own it. You're, you're doing, beautiful. Uh, I mean, amazing. Mm-hmm. Teach me how to be a size six. Anyways, <laughs> I looked for all of the signs to see if he wasn't feeling me and wanted to bolt out. He didn't seem like it. We spent from 530 to about nine hanging out, talking over drinks. Then he wanted to show me the material he wrote for his comedy routine which was in his car. So we are talking in his car. He's was telling me band? about his comedy. <laughs> of fucking course, this guy is a comedian. Yeah. P.S. Yeah. <laughs> of fucking course. So we were talking in his car. He's telling me about his comedy, etc. Showing me YouTube clips. Oh, Jesus. And then he leans in and kisses me. I kiss him back and it starts to be a full-fledged makeout session. But I didn't feel comfortable taking him back to my place. So I said, you're not getting lucky tonight, bud. Mm-hmm. He laughed it off. We continued to make out a little more and we continued talking. We started talking about politics in the recent election we talked about that for another hour again i didn't see sense that he was bored with me or upset that he wasn't getting any that night uh when i got to be like 10 30 he told me he better go because he had a long drive home he walks me to my car kisses me on the lips good night everything seemed great it took me about 10 minutes to get home and i was getting ready for bed when i get a friendly text from him saying that traffic wasn't bad so his drive should be easy i responded with be careful and stay alert then he texts me that our political conversation was better than sex. I joked back that it would be a close second. Then he proceeds to say that he doesn't think we should sleep together. And besides, he has to get his shit together. I was hurt, but I didn't say anything. I just let him be. He texted me that he knows he was home to let me know he was home safe. And I didn't hear from him until that Sunday, Easter. He has risen. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I, when I wished him a happy Easter. I only did that because it would have been more obvious not sending him the greeting that I send every single holiday. And you know what he responded with? A fucking bunny emoji. He ghosted <laughs> after 18 years. I guess he was all about the sex after all. I was really upset about it too. But I guess it is what it is. Thank you for reading my long story. Like I said, I enjoy your podcast. And I think you guys are doing a great job. But we think that you're doing a great job. God bless you on your journey. Okay. That's 18 years. But also- so a lot to unpack here. So I do feel like he might come back again. And so then maybe we should strategize what to do. Nothing. Well, here's the deal. What is she going to get from this guy? 18 right. years, divorced, yeah. living with his parents, and a comedian. So I'm going to guess he's oh not pulling God, down I real bangs. I can't bang. believe he's a comedian. Yeah. Of course he's a comedian. I, I, this is, this, yeah. Yeah. It is amazing, though, how some people can get their claws in you. And you keep going back. Like, I totally understand that, especially if it's like this was like a guy from when she was young. And like when you meet people when you're that age, too, like it's just out of college. It's like you're in such a weird headspace. And I understand wanting to go back and trying to get that feeling again. Yeah. But I think you eventually have to be like, this guy's sort of treating me like shit. Right. Well, right. And it's like there's still always... There's always going to be a curiosity and you're always going to want to see the best in people and think of the times when things were great and friendly and you saw humanity and compassion in him. But (laughs) people can have both of those sides. I think that's something that I am still learning. It's like, you know, you can list everyone's good qualities and those can exist at the same time. 
as shitty qualities. You know what I mean? And those good qualities don't excuse or don't explain away the times that they treated you poorly and Mm -hmm. made you feel badly. And I think it's human nature to kind of want to be like, well, but they can't be all bad if they did this. And maybe they Mm. meant this by that. But no. When you interact with them, it seems like the majority of the times you were describing and your email, you know, he wasn't making you feel great. And there's yeah. still some part, and this kind of brings me back to like, I think we've talked about a couple times recently, where like, you almost want to validate your own choices. It's like, right. it's like you were kind of involved with this guy, he was treating you badly, and human nature again, I think is just sort of, you almost want to fix it or see it through to erase the bad things. But then in doing that, you're just making it worse because you're right. allowing yeah. yourself to open up to Or like her she thinks again. she just has this feeling of like we have history mm-hmm. so if we start dating now it's like oh i've known him for 18 years but does she really know this guy because oh come on right like does she ever really know him exactly yeah. and just the fact it just seems like a classic he's just looking for attention where he can get it and right and she's giving him attention she's giving him and attention. i think and obviously um she's worth more than just somebody's like little burst of like serotonin or whatever it's like yeah you need to have relationships that are two-way streets and I think that he clearly mm. isn't looking for that. He's looking for her to be there when he wants her to be there and to disappear when he doesn't yeah. right. need that's her anymore. Right. And that's not a position that anybody deserves to be in. She's a fan, so she has to be a real great girl. I'm sure she's fantastic. <laughs> yeah. And so it's like, you know, it, it, but it's it's hard. And also I feel like this whole thing with like, the I've been thinking about this a lot lately, this whole idea of like who is and who isn't a nice person. Right. Because I feel like I've had a few people in my life not you other people who have been dating somebody who is like doing really egregious like bad stuff and then they're like but he's not a bad person and it's like (laughs) I'm like I want to be like what like who is a bad person right like if he's not murdering kittens is that anything else he's a good person like I think you know Right. I've and worked with good, some people who are just awful and yeah. like but they're also the same people who are going off to like missions and stuff and they're and they're giving, you know, all this money to charity. Right. But I'm like, right. but you're an asshole. Exactly. Like I don't know, right. like I mean, maybe you know you're awful and you're trying to fix your karma by like doing random acts of kindness, but you're yeah. kind of a jerk to the people who know you. Totally. It's like right. these yeah. these things are not mutually exclusive, right? Like mm-hmm. people can be doing wonderful things and can't actually be well meaning in certain ways and then nefarious and others or mm-hmm. just complete fucking just insensitive dummies you know it can be any mm-hmm. range of things but it doesn't matter and I think I definitely also can relate to the tendency to wanting to get to the bottom or one it's yeah. like yeah. well why what like like you're saying it's like but did they do this did they know did they mean to make me feel but it just at a certain point it doesn't matter right. if, if it's repeating you know obviously mm-hmm. there's forgiveness and you know everyone makes mistakes but like if it's a pattern it doesn't matter why they're doing it or what other good things yeah. they are doing. It just, you also, have to remove seems, yourself from the from the situation for yeah. self-preservation. It seems also from the letters, I mean, we got like a, it was a long letter, but I think he's just feeling certain parts in her that she likes political conversations or mm-hmm. like in-depth conversations where they can talk about varied topics, but right. he's never really been there for her. Like, you know, she has a bad day at work, can she call him? Right. Probably not. But when they do engage, then that's filling a piece that she likes, mm-hmm. you know? So maybe she could be looking for relationships that have that aspect, but also, you know, want to hang out after work or get a drink here and there. Right. Maybe do some heavy petting. Totally. I don't know your life, girl. Totally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 
But it's all, yeah. Uh-huh. And it's okay for her to like that. You know what I mean? It's nice to have someone on like the back burner, some nice long conversations when you're in the mood for it and stuff. I mean, Absolutely. that's fine. And he lives like a hundred miles away. So. Right. You know, yeah. If it's fulfilling something in her and it's good, that's fine. Right. If she's sitting at home thinking, I'm going to marry this guy. Like, that's probably not great. Exactly. Yeah. But I, mean, I, I didn't, didn't get, get that. that in- I didn't no, get I didn't that either. impression. I think that yeah. she's like, this is interesting. And then sure. I reached out a little bit and he ghosted me. So well, especially yeah. if she he knows about her sensitivity with sort of like relationships in the past that she's had with white guys where she's felt used. Right. That's also where I think it goes into a stage where it's like, if you know that's a insecurity that she has you and then he's sort of playing up on that insecurity i don't like that i don't like that. right because he's giving himself an out right he's like we're not doing this because you said this right and that's right. not nice exactly and at mm-hmm. a certain point you know there is something and kind of what you guys were touching on like if you're like oh yeah we should just fuck once remember when we almost fucked before and it's been all these years let's have a crazy mm-hmm. night together but just mm-hmm. i feel like it, they're too emotionally involved at least it sounds like from her perspective there's too much yeah, emotional involvement and you know things at stake you can't just you know it, it's it's more than just the oh well let's just like have a crazy night together like remember mm-hmm. the old the good old days like high five see you later it's like which sounds like maybe what he thought could happen right you know yeah. he was trying to get that out of it and it's just there's too much but then the street lights came point. on and he had to get home because mom was gonna kill him. exactly <laughs> exactly <laughs> you just never want to be in a relationship that's a hundred percent on someone else's terms right and that's what yeah, this is this is not yeah. on her terms at all like you're and saying you know like, what? and that's an easy thing to fall into because if you really want something then you're like oh it's just easier if we do what he wants to do and that's right. probably not great oh i remember what i was gonna say i feel like i've heard a few i've had a few friends who have been in situations like this too where they're like not really dating somebody but dating somebody and so many times they're like well i'm just gonna do this because he sort of like scratches an itch i have um but then when the right person comes along i'll know and then i'll dump this person spoiler alert the right person never freaking comes along because you're too engaged emotionally with this person and so then it were somebody to come into your life you wouldn't even recognize it right and you wouldn't be open and available to that happening because you're like oh well i have to get home to this guy i have to go meet this guy at fridays like it's you you have to be i think all in or all yeah. out yeah. you yeah. can't do this like pussy footing i think right yeah can she see pussy on the podcast? You can totally. I mean, mm-hmm. she just did. Yeah. I you didn't can't write it. it in the description, though. I'll tell no, you that. You iTunes fucking shut trouble. that shit down real quick. You just sound like a great person I who know. is kind yeah. of has this thing going on that works for you here and there. But I mean, I don't think you're investing all your eggs in this basket. And that's probably a good thing. Yeah. Right. It is a wild story, though. Absolutely. I know. I loved it. And I want updates because I do listen every week and I'll be waiting for it. Yes. Because she's going to come back and she's like, oh, he's a jerk. But I met this other guy and I want to hear that story. Oh, for, oh, we always want to hear those yeah. stories. If he ever reaches out again, well, first of all, don't ever respond to him again. I know it's easier said than done. Don't text him back. Because here's the deal. If you text him back, you're showing him it's okay that he treats you like this. Exactly. Yeah. And it's not. Yeah. Absolutely. No more. Because it wouldn't Again, be because you wrote a whole done. letter about it. So yes. obviously it's not okay with her. And either. it's it's tricky. We understand that. Um, it's ways or something done. But yeah. just uh, grab, a, buy a tiny baby hand and, and entertain <laughs> yourself with that every time you feel like you want to text him. Yes. Tap, tap. And if I cut <laughs> out the part at the beginning where we talk about baby hands, that part will make no sense and mm. it will be even more exciting. Okay. <laughs> Wait, do you want me to read the next one? Yeah, yeah. Do you want to? Who is it though? What's her name? Oh, I Trish. Yes. Well, wait, wait, you guys didn't ask me who would play me in the movie oh. of my life. Oh my God, Sorry. we didn't do the usual segment. Well, let's, wait, let's, okay. 
I was gonna say we could do that all at the end when we do that in topical shit, but let's do it right now. Yeah, let's yeah. go for it. Who, Who would, would play, play you? you? I've given some thought about this. <laughs> I, I can't believe we didn't do it. See, sorry. It's, not, it's not our usual formula. Mm-hmm. Like we weren't in the usual routine. I get so. it. Yeah. I've thought about this a lot and I don't like the answer, but I think it's rather true. Will Wheaton from Star Trek. The beard, I think. Okay. No, well, no, that's that's Riker. Will Wheaton was oh, a little boy. I Star loved Trek. Riker. I know I everyone had such did. A crush on him. Um, I think I look like Will Wheaton, and he's aged. I think he's a little fatter than me now because we're the same age. But now he has a beard too. Will mm. Wheaton does. So I think that's uh, that's who would play me. And in the you love sci-fi. I'm into it. I'm okay. really into it. Yeah. So I can't think my... of anyone else that you looks like you. Yeah. Other than you. I mean, you know other that than guy, like my uncles um, and things. The dude on Charmed who played Cole, somebody told me I looked like him once. I'm like, well, thank you. I don't think that's true, though. No. I think it will be. I'm going to pull it up on my phone. I still have cats on my phone. Oh, I mean, we yeah. all should. So, um, yeah. Wait, and should we, can we give your like brief life story of dating so that we know sort of where have your advice is coming from? Yeah. Sure. Um, my dating life is boring. See, I look like him, I think. No. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. Yeah. I can yeah. see it. Absolutely. My dating life is rather boring. I never have any, like, really awful stories. And then I met my husband, like, um, seven years ago. Mm-hmm. And Jesus, it's been seven years. Can you fucking believe that? I I How did you guys meet? Oh, my God, I love this story. This is a really good story. Oh, we get a story. Oh, this wait, is... can you tell the whole story? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. What, huh? Oh, that's a whole other story, though. But it's a good one. That's a good one, too. Okay, anyway. Yeah. Anyway, when I first moved to New York, I would hang out at this bar called Bondi Road down the Lower East Side. Okay. It's now defunct, which saddens me. It does. And um, Because, you know, when you first moved to New York, it's like I didn't know anybody, you know? And I just, like, opened up my heart, and the whole world rushed in, and mm-hmm. it's just been this positive experience. And I got all these amazing friends. I don't know how the hell it happened, you know? I, I just, you're amazing, I Rob. know, but you go out, and you meet these great people, and we all just converged on this bar. We go there, like, five nights a week. I was drinking way too much, and I've never been happier. Mm-hmm. But I really felt like a part of the scene, which I know sounds dumb, but it was so important to me. I really felt like a New Yorker, and all these people were running around, and it was all very exciting. So one night... It was um, the aughts. It was a different time. Yeah, yeah. It was like 2006, seven or something like that. So anyway, one night my friend was like, oh, can you believe Stephanie is like on the radio? And I'm like, the bouncer's girlfriend's on the radio. <laughs> and she's like, yeah, yeah, Stephanie's Lady Gaga. I'm like, is not. <laughs> so I looked it up um, on my brand new iPhone because it was 2008. And I, I, I looked at a picture. I'm like, oh, my God, that's the bouncer's girlfriend. Like, she's really famous. <laughs> oh, my God. And it was actually St. Jerome's, the bar next to Bondi. Okay. Right? But, you that know. the bouncer there. Yeah. So I was like, oh, my God. And I just felt even hipper because I'm like, oh, my God, I actually knew this girl. Like, we were high-by oh. friends at best. Sure. Right? But, but I mean, she's not calling me or anything. Right. You know? But it's amazing. And of course, I told everyone we're best friends. No one believed me, and I don't even care. <laughs> so we're drinking one night at Bondi, and she actually comes back. And she's like, she walked right in front of us. And I walked over. I'm like, oh my God, you're so famous now. And she's like, hey, I'm like, you probably don't remember me because, you know, I'll, and she's like, you're a Bondi person. And then she mentioned this this guy who we called him Freedom because he used to jump in traffic and yell Freedom. It was stupid. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, listen, I told everyone my best friends. No one believes me. So <laughs> I got a picture, you know, and I look great in this picture. Mm-hmm. Here comes the kismet part. So I send the picture to my very good friend um, in Washington. Okay. I'm like, see, bitch, we're best friends, right? <laughs> Here's the great part. He had met my husband at a party once, right? And they just chit-chatted, no big deal. Then when I sent Rick the picture, he's looking at the picture. My husband walks in the door and he goes, oh, my God. Like, you would be perfect for my friend. And he shows him the picture. And that's the first picture Juvie saw of me. Oh, my God. A couple weeks later, we had a, yeah. Rick and I used to have a joint birthday party every year. And Juvie showed up. And it was like... 
Yeah. The second I saw him, too, I'm like, yep. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> you knew immediately. He's perfect. Oh yeah. He's great. I love that's a great that is yeah. a great story. Isn't it? So serious. My gosh. Wait, did we meet at the I think you might have I met. think we did, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's oh great. God, so yeah, I don't know where you guys would have been. Yeah. Was that the part of the story you wanted to tell her? Or there's another no, part? No, there's that's another thing. Story. That's okay. We don't have to, or is it like, no, it's I mean, do we have time? Because it is a, a bonkers story and it does sort of like wrap into dating. I mean, I don't care. It's it doesn't wrap into dating. It does. It. Because the nurse. Oh my God, that's so funny. This is a funny story. Go. Okay. So this is like 2003, four. No, I moved here in 2005. So it must have been, oh, who gives crap? It was like 2009. <clears throat> Yeah, because it was just before. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, doesn't matter. I am at a club, and it's like Wednesday night or whatever, and it's kind of late. I wasn't drinking, which is the funny part, because I was broke or whatever. And it was like rainy and kind of chilly, so I decided to take a cab home, because I'm like, I'm not walking in the rain. Sure. I'm not doing that. So um, I hailed the cab, and I'm totally sober, which is super sad. So from my perspective, I hailed the cab, and I'm cross, and the cab stops across the other side of the street because he's letting a person off. And I'm like, oh, you're mine, right? Yeah. He sees me. I'm walking towards the cab and crossing the street. And from my perspective, everything goes black. And I'm like, I mean, I'm like, oh. And I'm like, did I go blind? Like, I was like, <gasps> shit. Oh and then i like, what? And then I put my hands out and I feel. And there's like slimy, greasy <gasps> walls all around me. I'm like, what the fuck is going on, what? right? And then I look up and I clearly see the shape of a manhole about four feet above my head. <gasps> And then you it dawns on me. I like a... walked into an open mouth. <laughs> and I was like, oh. oh my God. So here's the but weird first, thing. It didn't hurt? Or your first thought was I just don't like, remember. I mean, my that remember. is a blank spot in my memory. <gasps> I do not remember falling down at all. And apparently oh I was. Oh my God, you're I so was lucky. It wasn't yelling, Dude, right? And I was yelling help or whatever because I don't remember that piece. The next thing I know is oh um, the cab driver who was like this older Indian man with his white hair that was like pointy out and pointy up. Sure. I call him Indian Santa Claus. <laughs> and he like appears over like the North Star and he's looking down at me. He's like, you're in a manhole. I'm like, yeah, I know. <laughs> Did you mean to be dead? <laughs> exactly. So he like reaches his hand down mm -hmm. and I like, and I'm like, dude, I'm super heavy. He's like, it's okay. So he saw it happen. You think, or like, well, from his perspective, I'm walking towards his cab and then I disappear. <laughs> and he's like, what the fuck? And it's raining. So his windows are up. So he put his window down. And he heard me yelling help, which I don't remember doing. Oh my God. So he come, he's like, oh my God, it comes over. And I'm like, yeah. So he pulls me to the, he pulls my, he pulled my hand up enough for me to get a grip on the street and I pop out, which is, I have no upper body strength. So that's saying <laughs> something right there. And I'm like, holy crap, like I was in a manhole. And I'm like, that could have been so bad. Like a car could have come by and like ripped my head off if I was walking and getting out of that thing. Like, and it was all slimy and greasy and everything was moving because there was wires down there. It was really scary. So <laughs> I'm walking towards a cab and then he's like, oh no, wait, you know? And I'm like, oh, now he's not gonna take me home. That's <laughs> nice. So I'm like, fine, I don't need you. And he's like, no, no, hold on, hold on. And he goes in the back and he takes out that gross cabbie blanket that's like in the trunk that you don't want your luggage to touch when you go to the airport he takes that out and it comes to like wrap it around me i'm like oh gross so i put my hand up i'm like oh no thanks and i look at my arm it's covered in black sludge <laughs> and i'm like oh i'm covered in sludge i'm like ew he doesn't want me to screw his cab up i get that so he wraps me in a blanket this man's goddamn angel and then i get in the car and he's like i'm taking to the hospital i'm like i'm a new yorker i know my rights you're taking me home and i kept just saying my address over and over again so finally it's like 
fine. So he takes me home. And on the way home, I'm just, I'm like, oh, my God, that could have been really bad. Like, yeah. oh, my God, oh, my God. He's like, I know. And it was all a weird thing, right? I had cash on me because for some reason I had all this cash because my rent was due and whatever. I gave him all the money I had, which was a couple hundred bucks. Because <laughs> he saved my life. And that's yeah. fine. I don't actually remember doing that, though. That comes back in later. So then I go back into my, um, my apartment. On the third floor, I'm in the hallway. I strip naked in the hallway. <laughs> it's like four in the morning at this point. I strip naked in the hallway because it's all black and sludge and gross. I walk naked into my apartment, right into the shower, and take a shower. And I'm like, this could have been the worst night ever. This really could have been a story. Then my leg starts hurting. No big deal. I'm calming down a little bit. And I look down at my leg, and I clearly see my bone. <gasps> <laughs> right? I'm showing oh the scar, everyone. Where is it? It's right there. It's right there. Oh yeah. my god! So I clearly see my bone. I'm like, oh shit! And you weren't this whole time when you fell into the manhole. You weren't like you said. You weren't even really drunk. No, I mean it was like somebody had pulled the cap off. It oh was a vandalism god. thing. It wasn't like because you can't screw them on or lock yeah. them. They're meant to blow off if there's pressure right. down there. <clears throat> so okay, I'm like, so, damn. So you look down, you see bone. So I see bone. I'm like, oh well, I guess I'm going to the hospital. Mm -hmm. And so I, I I get on my stuff. And instead of going to like the fancy hospital on this end of the street, I go to like the ghetto gunshot hospital. I call it because it looked because like a Johnny. Rocket. It looked like a Johnny Rocket sign because it has an ER sign in neon that's blue and red, and right. it looks like Johnny Rockets. And that's the only thing I can remember. And I'm like, I'll just go there, whatever. So I'm walking down. I'm trying to be okay because it's really starting to hurt. And it's super late at night, and it's really dead. And I walk in the lobby, and there's like eight cops and one nurse. And they're obviously there to protect her because they're seeing some serious stuff. It's like Manhattan, for Christ's yeah, sake. Okay. So I walk in, and the nurse goes, oh, was there a, a gun involved in it? You know, And the cops are kind of coming closer to make sure I'm not going to go crazy and kill somebody. So the nurse goes, oh, was there a gun involved? And I say, and I quote, a gun? Where? <laughs> <laughs> and I grab my pearls with my <laughs> <laughs> and all the cops were like, we're not going to have a problem with this lady tonight. And they just back off. And the nurse is like, honey, it's be fine. Just sit down. That's so then, <laughs> it's not even over yet. So then That's I hilarious. go, I go in the back room and they're like, so nice to me. And like, uh, Jacqueline was doing my stitches mm -hmm. and I'm like, so Jacqueline, like one, two stitches. What do you think? And she's like 18, 19. And oh, then I start to get a little freaked. Right. And there was this big, huge guy, um, we can use names. It's fine. Yeah. His name is Michael or whatever. And okay. he's like this big, beefy black dude who's like, you know, I kind of there. I, he looked like a doctor or, you know, but also he's probably there to make sure Jacqueline didn't get jumped, whatever, because mm -hmm. he's like an imposing person. And he's like kind of sitting on the bed next to me playing with his phone, right? And Jacqueline's stitching me up. And I'm starting to calm down more and calm down more. And then I start getting kind of upset <laughs> because I'm like, this could have gone really bad, you yeah. know? And so Jacqueline's talking to me. And I'm like, um can I call somebody or whatever? Because I'm like alone here and stuff. And then they both look at each other like, oh, we missed this step. And Michael's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I have my phone. We'll call whoever you want. Like, is there someone at home for you to call? And then I'm like, no, I'm, I'm single. <laughs> I just start crying. <laughs> like, I'm just crying hysterically, ugly, <laughs> you know? And they're like, oh, no, no. Oh and then I felt like I felt like this big arm like crossed my chest, like pushing me down. I'm like, oh shit, they're restraining me. Like they think I'm crazy <laughs> or something. But you know what it was? Michael hugged me, right? Oh, and he goes, God. and he goes, you know what, Robert? You're a really good person, and it's gonna happen for you. You know, you just gotta be okay, and it's gonna, everything's gonna be fine. Every it's gonna be fine. I'm like, I'm on the apps, and it's not <laughs> happening. And thank you very much. And he just gave me this big hug, and it was so sweet, right? He didn't need to do that. He didn't need to do that. 
so then I like walk home and I'm like, you know what? This whole thing could have been so much worse. I think I'm in a good place. Okay, so fast forward, like her letter, fast forward like 12 years later. I'm telling this story to my husband who's a doctor. He knows a, a woman who works in the hospital who knows these people. <laughs> right? Oh my God, no. So I'm like, So you, you're telling him the story and he's like, wait. He's like, wait a minute, like so-and-so works there and then she, she calls her over to the party and he's like, oh yeah, I know Michael. <laughs> That's so <laughs> And crazy. as I'm telling him the story, <laughs> she was like, I'm surprised you didn't call psych to have you like admitted or at least talk to someone because you're obviously very upset. I'm like, oh, I was upset. <laughs> but I'm like, yeah, so just like make sure he knows that like, you know, he's part of my origin Aww. story and he really helps. That is so yes. crazy. What a, a, full that a great story. It is. <laughs> you had to tell it. Yeah. It's, I just love yeah. that it ends with him being like, you're going to find somebody. No, no, no good he's person. so nice. And he was like a big, like imposing person. Yeah. You didn't think he'd be all nice. Like, oh, you're a good person. You're going to find somebody. And then you did. <laughs> Thank God that... It ended with you living also. Oh, yeah. I was fine. Scary part, too, is um, the next day, uh, I was like trying to piece together what would happen because this massive swath of that evening yeah. that I'm missing because I was so traumatized. And I get my dirty clothes from the hallway. They were ripped all the way <gasps> down the side of my body. Oh, so like up, you got up scraped. Up my arms. So it's like I must have walked in, put my arms out to stop myself, and then I must have, they must have been forced uh. straight up, and I went straight down. Isn't that scary? It's horrifying. So yeah, so scary. I still can't walk on grates or anything like that. Yeah, it makes sense. Um, yeah. You get that pass, and then but you got in touch with the cabbie. Oh, I found the receipt, and I get in touch with the cabbie because everyone's like, "You should sue, you should sue," and I'm like, "No, I'm alive, I'm good." Mm -hmm. So, but I got in touch with the cabbie because I didn't think I paid this man, <laughs> and I, I I used the receipt I had, uh, the paper receipt he yeah. gave me, and then I called the the commission or whatever, and they put me gave me his number, which I thought was weird, and I called him, and he was so funny. He was in his like granddaughter's uh, birthday party, <laughs> and he's like, "Hold on, hold on, hold on," and he runs out. He's like. I've been thinking about you every day. I'm so glad you're okay. Like, I want you to call me. And I'm, I'm there I'm there as a witness if you want to sue. And I'm like, no, no, no. I just want to make sure I paid you. He's like, oh, you gave me like $600. <laughs> and I'm like, good. Yeah. You deserve more. <laughs> you know, like. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Sweet. yeah, it was a good New York story. Yeah. I thought. And the thing is also, because you have to be 10 years as a New Yorker for it mm. to count. Right. And it was only like five or six at that point. And my bitchiest uh, friend, who's who real New Yorker, she came over, and I'm like gorked out on the couch and all this pain medication with all the stuff on my leg. And she's like, well, I guess you're a New Yorker now. I'm going to fast track you. And I started crying again. I'm like, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're falling definitely. in a manhole. Right. Yeah, oh, yeah. That, gets that buys you. you like seven years later. Yeah. You just yeah. automatically tack it on. Yeah. That's yeah. amazing. So I feel like we know a lot about you now, right? I know. I know. Wow. Yeah. All right. All right. So we do one more, another story, another yeah. email. Should we do like one more and then maybe we could, could even be a two-parter. This is from Trish. She probably doesn't talk like that. Hey, Trish. Um, Okay, so Trish. Um, hi, Aaron and Chelsea. I love the podcast. Started listening after Chelsea plugged out on Cabernet and A. Yes. Mm. Um, I have learned that dating these days sucks beyond belief and that you're better off using a sperm donor and living with your best friend like the Golden Girls <laughs> and that you should always carry enough cash to pay your Uber driver. Yeah, this is all great advice. Um, my friend, apropos of nothing, texted me yesterday on like the group chat I have with my three other friends. Uh, and was like, I can't wait to retire and just solve cold cases with you three. Oh, <laughs> nice. Wouldn't that be what fantastic? That would be fantastic. What and she pays life. her Uber in cash? How is that possible? I think she just means car. I think it's just like short Okay. Hand. I'm just, okay. you know, I'm sorry. I'm getting very detailed. I'm in my mid-40s, so I can't say I've ever been properly ghosted, but I, I will give you a dating horror story. This mm. goes back to pre-cell phone and social media days. 
Backstory is that I dated the same guy from tweens to junior in college, about six and a half years. I'll call him Mike. Mike was my first major crush. I was completely in love with him. Mike and I occasionally took a break, uh, took a dating break for a few months to live life and see other people. But for the most part, we were a couple the entire time. I was a junior in college out of state. Mike would come up and spend almost every weekend with me. I got a call from one of my best friends on a Thursday or a Friday. She still lived and worked uh, in my hometown. She said, I have something really bad to tell you, and I don't know how to say it, so I just need you to sit down. She continued, I was reading the wedding announcements. Oh, my God. Oh. Mike is getting married this Sunday, and her name is Trish, which is also my name. Oh. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> oh. I'm laughing out of shock. It's this not funny. Insane. Yeah. At this point, I'm in total shock. Us, too. Damn. Uh, for a oh second, God. I thought Mike was planning on proposing to me and eloping, and that what? he had run to the no. wedding announcement without me knowing. Oh, oh no, God. honey. Oh. Trash. Unfortunately, my friend told me, no, it gets worse. Oh, baby, no. Oh She's God. pregnant. Pregnant. <gasps> no. I don't know. I'm just guessing. I'm just guessing. Oh, my God. <laughs> She's really a um, dude. When she read the wedding announcement, it was listed where the bride worked. She knew someone who worked there. This is a good friend who does recon. Hell yeah. yeah. You if know you're what? calling me with bad Props news, Props to I this need friend. Facts. I need backups. I need yeah. Facebook pages. Like, this I don't want no vague Hell shit. Yeah. I want facts. Yeah. Hell yeah. So props to the friend. Yeah, for doing this level of recon. Yeah. She called someone who worked there. Uh... Yeah, so she called someone and asked if she knew Trish. Indeed, she did. Turns out Trish and Mike had been li- <gasps> had been living together for two years. What? <gasps> Mike. Oh my god, that's horrible. This is insanity. Oh Mike's job god. required him to travel a lot out of state, so she had no clue where he was most weekends. Oh, wait, I wonder. So his job really didn't take him out of state, or his job was out of. state? But, I have a feeling he that's went a out lie. Of state I too. feel like Trish number one, our Trish, was his job. And do you think it was oh like easy God. for him because they both have the same name, so we never would slip up? Or how it be so much harder? Like I text the wrong person at least once a month just yeah. because I don't pay attention. <laughs> like I can't imagine if I had multiple keeping boyfriends with the same name. I wonder if he pulled that and shady shit where he gets in the both the both the same perfume, so they both smell alike, so he doesn't get busted. Probably, it, it's yeah. Not, like it is when you think about it that way. I mean, that's some I'm calculating pra- shit. That's sober, like there's a lot. To keep two Trishes straight and not yeah. text it like what? Unless are you just having? Listen, I'm my mind is. Let's can't even wrap my brain around because I feel like there's going to be more because this is wackadoo. I can't even wrap my brain around. This I uh, okay. okay. Team I, Trish, the, for the yeah. real one, Team original Trish. OG Trish. OG Trish. <laughs> I asked my friend if she could look up Trish's phone number in the phone book and give it to me. After I got off the phone with her, I called Trish's house. Oh, I love that she's like immediately like, yeah, yeah on I'm it. in it. Uh, she answered, I asked to speak to Mike. And she asked who was calling, and I said Trish. <laughs> His girlfriend. <laughs> silence. Oh, my God. I could feel the atmosphere shift. I could feel from the silence that she knew I was the ex-girlfriend with the stress on X. But she thought I hadn't had contact with Mike in years. Mm. I could hear the phone being handed to Mike. Uh, I wanted to be in that room. And Mike so quietly bad. whispers, Hello? This is so I said, hi, Mike, it's Trish. Uh, just wanted to wish you a big congratulations on your upcoming wedding. Oh my God. Uh, I take it from your voice that Trish is staring at you right now and that she just figured out what a fucking liar you are. What a shame. Oh, well, have a nice life. Oh, my Trish, God. I Trish, I love you. Trish, Trish I love oh. you. Fucking boy. Can I just 
say Trish is one of like the very first fans from my other podcast, Cabernet Day, that ever like emailed uh-huh. us, and we like email back and forth all the time. So this is like we're gonna we're gonna all I mean, hands in on Trish so right now. All hands in, please. I feel so close Wait, to Trish. All so hands in. in. Closing. Put the baby we did all of our hands in, and we're like, go Trish. Go, Trish. We're in. Yeah, you okay. couldn't see we're it, in. but we put um, the hands in and clean the baby hands. So all after right. that, fantastic, just slicing up of and murder oh my of Mike. God. Trish, what you're missing is the hateful look on Aaron's face when she's saying that. I let like if you ever see me in real life and you just walk up to me and start telling me a story, I'll be like, "Yeah, girl, I'm in. Let's do this." Like I live for this. I'll come. Yeah. Uh, Anyway, uh, P.S. They did get married that weekend. (gasps) They also divorced within two years. Oh, Uh, that poor other Trish. Trish. You know what? No shade on the other Trish because she obviously didn't know. Yeah, of course not. And she's still committed, but got out when it wasn't working. If somebody called me and was like, hi, I'm also Aaron, and I've been dating your boyfriend on and off for eight years, I'd be like, oh, then we're done. Yeah, we're done. Because also, like, that's such an easy way to be like, what happened? Be like, oh, uh, he's a scumbag. He's been cheating on me this whole time. Like, nobody would be like, oh, but I already bought a vase for you. Yeah. Like, this is the craziest story. My God. I didn't even know how to go with that. I mean, good for Trish, OG Trish, for, like, not getting out of it. Oh, I mean, and I, you know what? And I think it's good that she told second Trish right. what the fuck was up. Right. But did it in a real nice way where she got to have a closed loop with asshole. Right. Mm-hmm. And informed Trish number two that you're dating a piece of shit. Totally. Or marrying a piece of shit. Totally. Yeah. But I'll. Yeah. Oh. Well, I mean I, I mean, I just have so many feelings and thoughts. But just that she also was like, uh, Immediately, like, hey, I know, and that's. I'm always for like. Oh, I love that she confronted. Him. If you find out that you're the other woman, I'm always for contacting the girlfriend. Definitely. Oh yeah. A hundred percent. Oh yeah. All the time. Because I'm like, freaking girl code. Yeah. You gotta let them know what's going on, and yeah. then you walk away. Like, I think you have one conversation. You're like, hey, just so you know, this is happening. Yeah. And now I'm done. Yeah. And also to be like, uh, I had no idea, so this is not on me. Right. Yeah. You're like, I just found out. I'm really disturbed, and. It's over. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. You take the information and you deal with it however you see fit. Right. Because totally. some people yeah. don't want to know. Some people love living in the dark. And so then they're just going to be like, not do anything about sure. it. Sure. They're just going to be like, I'm pretend that, that didn't I never see that information and move forward to swim. But yeah. Yeah. You, I think you absolutely owe it to the other party oh, to yeah. do your due diligence and just say like, hello. Yeah. I am also sleeping with the person you're sleeping with. You might not have known that. Damn, that is harsh. And you know, it must have been easier back before cell phone technology and Facebook and stuff to hide that kind of shit. Oh, now you could never. Yeah. Now that would be like a real concentrated effort. Because you would have to have like two Facebooks. Right. Oh, that's so shady. Or no Facebook. You'd be like, I just don't believe in Facebook. Yeah. Which, you know what? I have kind of a weird respect for people who are just like, I don't do Facebook. What good for you. I think that's great. Oh, what? It's like people who say they don't have TVs. I'm like, oh, I never, you know what? I have right. never believed anyone who said, I don't watch television. Well, you're a liar. Right. Yeah. yeah you and do. Also, Everyone television does. is the best. Right. Television is like a miracle. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, that's my thing. Um, that's I'm sorry, it. Trish. We're backing away from this. I think that would be. I mean, be, she doesn't need any advice. Yeah. She no. killed it. She did the right thing. She crushed she did, it. She, She's moved on she with her life. Amazing. Yeah. I think, can we ask for an update? Like, what's she doing now? The OG Trish. Yeah, of course. I Trish. mean, this was obviously before cell phones, so she's probably in like a loving relationship and 
does yeah. Pilates. Yeah, mm-hmm. Trish, tell Staying us. away from seafood because she's afraid of the mercury. <laughs> <laughs> and I feel like, again, I'm bl- I feel like I should know because we do email a lot about what her situation is right now. But yeah, Trish, give us a follow-up. There's, if there's an addendum, let us know. Trish, I'm proud of you. You seem to be I a very together, so self-possessed you. young woman. Yeah, yeah, it's great. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Mm. All right. Magical. I think we killed that. Yeah, yeah that was nice. No, I think OG Trish killed it. We just listened. I know. Yeah, no, yeah. exactly. We just we just brought that it wasn't that was just bragging and not advice, which we also take. Like, if you yeah, want to email, just be like, listen to this great thing I said to somebody. Oh, yeah. I want to hear that. Absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> I want to hear everything. Ghosted Stories Podcast at Gmail. Yeah, absolutely. There's no intimate part of a relationship that I'm not interested in. Absolutely. All about it. Absolutely. All right. How are we doing Do, on time? Well, I mean, you know, we're getting up there, but also how are you guys doing on time? Because you're the ones that have a, a concert at 1130 p.m. 1130 on a school night. After this. I don't know how, how we... Or why that we we're getting together. And I must for. say, um, Aaron's hair is looking very nice. You look Thank fabulous. You. No. Your makeup's on The hair is like ni- appropriately you're big. fantastic. I think when you're going to see a drag queen, you need to really. You need yeah. to bump up the volume. Yeah, and you really, good God, you have the nice thick hair, too. You're lucky. I do. I have a lot of hair. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all right. That's fun for a podcast topic. But yeah. I think, yeah. <laughs> wait, should we do topical shit or should we well, call it? I, I we're fine to- on time because we have like. Hours. Two hours to go. I, and we I also feel like need I to need to, to update food. you anyway. So as long as you guys have time, I think we should just tell you and then I can decide yeah, what, whatever it feels like. Yeah, after. Okay. okay, so I'm seeing this guy. Mm. And well, this will be totally fresh perspective for you. So, okay. Seeing this guy. Also, to take it further back, I, I just got out of a relationship about coming up on three months. I started dating again. I didn't necessarily feel completely ready, but I felt like it was a step I needed to take to like fully move past the old relationship, you know? But then as I did start to date again, I was like, okay, no, this feels, I'm glad I'm putting myself out there. But then I just also quickly got like annoyed with it again. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Like I was like, oh, I don't know. Dating's making me more sad. I just, I just don't like it. Oh, maybe it's okay. But also just reminded them that humanity is annoying. And so I kind of shelved it, but I already had this date lined up with this guy. So I was like, okay, I'll kind of shelve dating for a little bit, but I'll go with this guy. So we ended up, we've been on like four dates now, but I think I'm also being more guarded than maybe I have been in the past, you know, just getting out of relationship. And I think I got into that last relationship really quickly. And so Basically, I don't know at this point whether or not I'm my past, my last relationship is influencing me to be like even more over analyzing every little nuanced thing than I would had before that, which is already a lot. Or if maybe I'm just the right amount now, you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Like maybe, you know, my I was a little bit naive about things before or wanting to overlook things. Okay, so this is our fourth date last Sunday. And, um, he's we decided the other first time we were like neutral territory other two times we went in his neighborhood uh, and then this time he was like oh let me come to Astoria we'll get dinner great so this is first time coming to Astoria first time getting dinner and not just drinks so we make the plans he's texting me about 20 minutes for hey I'm really sorry I'm running like 15 minutes late I'm like no problem because we're meeting at my apartment and then going to dinner from there so it wasn't like it was putting me out yeah He's like, I got stuck on a work call. Fine. We He ends up ultimately being almost an hour late. I'm still, though, I'm not really annoyed because I'm like, this is, I mean, it's again, it's not putting me out and things happen. Because it's like, like after the work call, it's like, yeah, yeah cool. I'm like in my apartment. Yeah. However, 
Uh-oh. The last time we hung out, he was also an hour late. Oh. And it was because he's like, oh, I got into this altercation with my roommate. And then it was like pouring down rain that day. So he said, you know, it took him like 15 minutes to get a lift. But again, that was the situation where the place we were, I had asked him last minute to hang out just hours before that. And he was like, yeah, yeah, that sounds good. Like it was like a last minute thing. And I also wasn't put out because I was coming from somewhere else before that to where I wasn't going to go home first. I was just going to go where we were going to meet. And I gave him the option of we can meet earlier for a drink and we can just meet at the event I had invited him to. He's like, oh, let's meet earlier. But then we just ended up meeting at the event. But so I was sitting alone for an hour having a drink by myself. But I would have done that if he had chosen yeah. door number two and said, I'll meet you at the event. Okay, I would have done that. Anyways. Okay, Do you so know what I mean? You're not annoyed, but that's still rude. It's still sort of like I'm neither one of them really put me out, but like an hour late two times. But then that time, you know, he was super apologetic. And yeah. I, of course, yeah. being a people pleaser and also because I wasn't really that annoyed in actuality, I was very like, listen, I'm always late. I get it. Like I could tell he felt really bad and I mm-hmm. was like, please don't like, it's totally fine. So it's like, was I partly to blame? Cause I, I was so forgiving about it that he was like, maybe he's I don't think a, you need to own a, chron- that, a no. chronically late person. Yeah. And so then I was giving him the green light to like, not worry about it. But is, I feel like chronic lateness, ultimately it is like a respect thing. And I, yeah. like I am late, but I feel like I'm chronically like 15 minutes late, mm-hmm. not like an hour late. And this is like mm-hmm. our third and fourth date. I'm annoyingly, but, but it, I'm annoyingly early to everything. Are so you? lateness are. upsets me. I was a half hour late today, so I don't have a leg to stand on. But well, I'm, I'm so glad you said it, Aaron. Yeah. But <laughs> judge harshly. Because I do feel like it's like but it's not me, so let's judge. 50% of the time he's been an hour late. Right. And it's like, I get that things have, but it's, it's one of those things that like we talk about, like when people are starting to get ghosted where it's like, um, he's showing you who he is. Well, it, yeah, it's, that's the thing, but and like everything has a, like a reason, but when people ghost, they're always like, Oh, this happened. And then my grandma died. My aunt died. And then my neighbor died. Right. And it's like, yeah, I guess all those things could have happened. So it's like, yeah, I guess he could have gotten a fight with his roommate and then took 15 minutes to get him a lift. Yeah. Possible. Sure. Should have been, could have been stuck on a work call. Yeah. Like that happens, but it's like, I think mm. that it happened twice. That's the part where you're like, all right. Well, that's one thing. It's one of those things where is it indicative of his character or something no, more no, nefarious? No. Or I is don't it think, not? No. Like, am I am I taking it too much into account? Or am I... Because I also, don't know if it's a character if, fault, but it could just be... Annoying. Like, because I just... Ha- I have friends who are, like, chronically late. And right. a lot of them have gotten a lot better about it. But also, it is a thing of, like, you are valuing your own time over someone else's time. Well, that's so that thing. doesn't make him that's a, a bad person yes, or somebody that you shouldn't date, but that's a quality that is not great. That's but if it does that's upset exactly you, at one point you could probably like say, okay, so this like you're an hour late. This is the third time or fourth time. Like, is this a thing for you? Cause it bugs me. Well, right. that, that exactly. And that's why I have such trouble speaking up in the moment in any type of confrontation, even if it's mm-hmm. like the most mild confrontation, which this would have been if mm-hmm. I was just like, oh, hey, like, you were an hour late last time, now you're an hour Mm. late. But instead, I was so overly like, it's no problem at all. So it's like, he's being very apologetic. I'm being like, please don't. It's fine. So I'm not doing, and then here I am talking about a podcast. Mm -hmm. You know, so it's like, it bothered me, but I didn't want to, like, rock the boat in the moment because I'm like, is it that big of a deal? Okay. But wait, there's more. (laughs) In the times we've hung out, again, like, I just feel like we have this really, like, and dating in New York is the fucking worst. Like, it's so rare I meet someone that I even sort of would consider seeing Mm -hmm. again, let alone, like, for him. Like, I'm not thinking, like, this is my husband in front of me. But I'm like, oh, like, we do just, like, have a natural chemistry and have a lot in common. And it seemed like we both, even the first date, were sort of, like, almost, uh, like, surprised. Like, wow, we're... I usually hate people yeah. and this is very nice. <laughs> so I think 
and I just from date one, the reason I didn't want to see him again is because and sure my barometer could be off, but I my gut is that he's a good person. If anything, maybe he's just like a dummy or you know, dummy in the in that of like not the smooth operator and like fucking up and being late or whatever but like i just i don't with my ex i think my gut was always like there's a little something off and i was like ignoring it and with this guy i just really my gut is that he's a good compassionate kind-hearted person at his core that's also i think why these things weren't bothering me and i wasn't reading into them but so we also don't text a lot in between when we actually make plans which i really appreciate because i fucking hate it when you're just getting to know someone and they do the like hey Oh yeah. yeah. How's your day? It's like that's for Thinking later for you. actually right. Yeah. I'm just like, I don't want to fucking chit chat with you. Like I can barely keep up with like the people I want to talk to. Like I don't <laughs> I don't know you enough yet. Like don't chit chat with me. So anyway, okay. So now we're you know, he gets there, we go to dinner, we're having a nice time, and he was like, Oh, how was your weekend? So I tell him and I'm like, Oh, what about you? Like, what did you do this weekend? I'm really sorry you got stuck in a work call. And he looked at me like, What? And I was <gasps> like, Oh, I'm sorry you got stuck in that work call, isn't that you said that's why you're late? And he was like, Oh, did I say that? <gasps> I know. And that's like also the, but I can't emphasize enough and maybe this just doesn't matter. But my gut was not, it wasn't the same feeling I got when like my ex would do things like, like that. And there was in my gut, I was like, this doesn't feel right. Mm. Like with him, I didn't get that feeling. I really got a sincere feeling that he was kind of like flustered and he then was kind of like, well, he's like, I had a lot going on this weekend, like with work and stuff. But you know, I had an interesting afternoon though. And I'm like, okay, do tell. And he's like, so I get a call from this, um, or I get a text from this girl that I was dating casually, never like officially my girlfriend, but we were seeing each other for maybe like a year, very casually. Um, and then when I got wind and when she made it clear that she was looking for someone to really settle down and have kids with, I was very honest with her and said, that's not really something I'm looking for mm-hmm. pr- ever probably let alone definitely not right now so I enjoy seeing you but it won't lead to that so you're gonna waste your time with me if if you know and she was like I hear you but then they they did still like see each other but she was always kind of trying to make it something more so finally one day I guess she said to him like after maybe they hadn't seen each other for a few weeks I'm really sorry I don't want to hurt you but I think I should let you know like I I'm, I met someone else I got serious quickly like I have a boyfriend now I just hope this doesn't hurt you. And he's like, uh, we're cool. (laughs) So then they didn't speak for maybe six or eight months until she texted him, according to him, like out of the blue, this like hours before our date and was like, Hey, how have you been? Like, I was thinking about you. Would you, could I give you a call? Let's, I'd like to catch up. And he was like, I told her she could call me because I wasn't doing anything else. And I was really just curious, like Mm -hmm. what she would want to talk about. So, called and he's like one of the first things I said I was like oh how's your boyfriend like how's it going and you know she gives him the whole rundown and the subtext sort of seemed to be that it wasn't going great that he traveled a lot that maybe he wasn't wanting to get as serious as she'd hoped like almost like part two of what it sounded like her situation was with the guy that Mm -hmm. I'm seeing so then this is though then the part where I'm like what is happening so the well they kept catching up and she said like are you seeing anybody and he said well and and so I told her like yeah I'm seeing somebody like it's going really well and I'm also thinking like are we seeing each other like it's just like semantics but like I guess I guess four dates is a lifetime in New York City but still like I don't know like (laughs) and so he was like 
and then she kept referring to you as my girlfriend and I was like well she's not my girlfriend yet but you know it's going really well or like said something to that effect of like she's not I mean yeah it's like on one hand it was like cute but on the other hand I was like this is just also a weird way to bring all this up is this guy just like pussyfooting around like he doesn't want to say are you my girlfriend? So he's like concocted this like weird well, that's ass why I'm like, story. Isn't it a weird like? But also, right? he got the information out there that he doesn't want kids, possibly never. Well, she and doesn't. Want oh, kids I don't either. either. And we oh, already talked so about that's that. A good yeah, thing. we already talked yeah. about that. Although, actually, yeah, no, we we already we talked about that actually on date one. Yeah. We're kind of like he seemed more on the like I'm ambivalent about kids. I could go either way if it meant someone to the per- you know what I yeah, mean. Yeah, but yeah. like was on board at least he acted as such that I. It was not on the table for me. Um, So anyways, then he's like, so, you know, we talked a little more Then we hung up. And about 10 minutes later, she texted me again, like, hey, um, have you taken his his dog? Like his dog's name is Petey. Have you taken Petey for a walk today? Um, Would you want to meet me in McCarran Park? And so he met her. So this is where I finally, at first I'm just absorbing the story. And again, like, I don't have a fucking dog this in the story. It's like, weirdest like, story. It's so weird, right? And I'm like, I, I but he's like. he's telling this to you. Well, that's what I thought. It's like, it is like nice. He's being honest. But I'm also like, are you only telling me because now you got caught in a lie? Because clearly, can we all agree that he didn't have a work call? He was late because he was with this girl. Yeah. I mean, right? Yeah. And so maybe yeah. he this felt is, like. There's, honestly, Chelsea, I think there's enough that. Something cut is and, weird. Cut and run. Well, so he then really? like said, well, yeah. this is so well, the end of it is just that then he was like, I did go to meet up with her and whatever. And we basically rehashed everything. Like basically she was just kind of trying to get to the bottom of how serious it was between me and him more or less. And then like they say goodbye. And then now here we are having dinner. So it's interesting that you say that because again, and now that as always, I have to tell like everyone in my life, everything to tell me if I'm making smart choices, but, and now watch while I'm getting married and I'll be like, Listen, sorry, I everyone I told this podcast, this but like yeah. <laughs> what, it's funny that you say that because a couple other friends that I've told actually said, like our friend Kelly said, Chelsea, you were way too deep spiraling, like thinking not, and like, I'm not really spiraling. And if anything, I'm trying to spiral for some mm-hmm. entertainment and joy in my life. But, um, <laughs> I miss spiraling. Um, But, you know, she said that I'm overthinking it and, like, this is all, like, it's nice that he told you and was so honest and don't overthink it and, like, if something happens again, fine. But, like, this seems like a... She she was coming from the perspective of, like, look, don't we all have those moments where you kind of say something, like, you're late and you're kind of like, oh, I got trapped at work. And, like, maybe you didn't, maybe it was other stuff, but it's just an easy way to be like, yeah, I was late for this reason that's socially acceptable because I didn't want to get it to, like, the silly reason I was late, which is not a nefarious reason but just like something stupid I was just fucking held up at work I'm almost there whatever so she's like I feel like that was what this is it's like oh I got kind of work call and like who's to say he didn't have a work call also because he were you know that's kind of where I am it's just sort of like who cares and then maybe it was just and you know but from my perspective I'm like then why even give me an excuse why not just be like I'm late it's not like it's surprising you've been late you know whatever but like I think that the, the things that are the red flags for me are being late twice, two times out of four dates, over an hour late. Because, like, 15 minutes, everyone's 15 minutes right. late. Like, where I are you going to go? Uh, then lying to you about why. Then this long, convoluted story about the ex-girlfriend. And why do you go meet up? That's what the weirdest part. And that's where yeah. I finally did call him out. I was like, I don't have a... I didn't say this, but it's like, in my mind, I'm like, I don't have a dog in this race. I'm not like... I have two dates 
literally two dates the following day. Like after yeah. this date that I had with mm-hmm. him, I had like a coffee date and then like an after work thing set up. So I'm still dating. I'm assuming he is too. So it's not like that. Like, I don't care if you met this girl. You but stuff, but why, but why like, go meet her in the park then? Like you're already caught up. Yeah. Why on the that, phone, that yeah. to me is a weird, I or guess just thing say of to like, you, like I ran into a friend at a dog park and we ended up talking and I lost track of time. Right. I'm sorry. Like, and you're like, yeah, I could see that happening to me too. Right. Like, that's fine. And that's not a lie. Right. I think it's just that it's, I also have, think, whenever somebody tells you a too long story as an excuse, you got to look at what they're not telling you. I completely agree with that. But I wonder if it's like, that story, I only connected the dots in my mind and was like, this is clearly why you're late. He, so did, he never presented park, it that way. He presented it as just like, work call happens, I think so. Right. It's like, I just think he presented that as just like, Oh, here's what I had today. did today. I had an interesting afternoon. It wasn't like ever connected with. And then that's why I was late. I just, so then he's, assumed so then that. He li- he's lying to you. I, I don't know. I just don't like, it. I just think it's like too early in the relationship. All these weird things are happening. Like you, I, the beginning of a relationship is always the best part. Like when totally. everyone's on their best behavior. That's <laughs> I agree though with that. Like behavior. Why are, yes. What happens when he's comfortable with you? That And that's what I was thinking of in terms of the lateness and stuff like that in and mm. of itself. Isn't this heinous thing, but I agree with you that that's where I was coming from with it. It's like, this is supposed together, to be, I'm sure he's a great guy. And I'll have both. a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but I, I, I mean, that's just cut, like my gut. I wouldn't say cut and run, but I would say, be cautious and I guess I'm yeah. also not putting too much stock in it other than just we have a podcast about dating and yeah. it's my job to like analyze over analyze and dissect it but you know I'm not necessarily I just got out of a relationship and I'm not I'm not putting stock in this like oh my god what's gonna happen with this guy but it's more so I think of anything I'm thinking like at first I thought oh, this could be a chill thing. It seems like he's chill. We have a lot in common. We're both kind of easygoing. We're not up each other's asses texting mm-hmm. all the time. Like, mm. and then, but then when he's using language like, oh, like she's not my girlfriend yet, blah, blah, blah. To me, then it makes it, I guess maybe that's even what made me more dive into the like, well, wait a minute. I just don't want to suddenly blink and accidentally fall into another relationship mm-hmm. and then get hurt again i mean i guess like the you know the the classic tale like i don't want to i feel like with my last relationship i went into it quickly just because i wanted to be in a relationship and i was ignoring a lot of red flags Mm. and so then i don't want this to be like an accidental but but also in my mind at that time when that was happening i remember thinking to myself like look you don't know what's gonna happen or like yeah it's moving quickly or yeah there's this and that but just have fun with it chelsea it was just like just have fun don't overthink it like just have fun you know, it'll whatever will happen will happen. As long as you're having fun, just have fun. But then, of course, when feelings become involved, and then Do you everything have feelings for this guy, n- not yet. But that's what I'm saying. Like, I feel like I'm telling. I feel like I'm almost repeating the pattern yeah. where I'm like, "Don't worry about it, Chelsea. This happened. He mm. was late." just have fun like do it till it's not fun but i feel like then you can tell yourself do it till it's fun and suddenly you can accidentally yeah. have deep feelings yeah um i heard which, a really good would, quote that you know, might be appropriate on this situation um lisa kudrow was like she played a voice in some cartoon and then whatever her quote was when you look at someone with rose-colored glasses all those red flags just look like flags <laughs> <laughs> 
good. That's though. It's really good. So true. Yeah. That's what it is. And like, I'm sure he is a very nice guy. He has a dog. So his dog <laughs> also, like you have but a good think, gut feeling about it. So, right. yeah. But here's the deal. He's had, there's, there's some flags. There are some like, I, mini flags, it right? Is. It's like, but, he's not a bad, I don't think he's a bad person. I think right. you were in a relationship with somebody who was like, not a great person. I don't think that that's him. Right. But, but it's, just, it's like, if, if this is somebody's best behavior, you have to be like, okay, so what would he be treating me like on the worst day? Right. And you, and so no. And that's just like a weird, I think it's just in the classic dating dilemma where it's like, but is this a reason? Should I say like, is this a reason to be like, I don't want to see you ever again? Cause it feels like overreacting. But then that's how I feel like I've gotten to other situations where I'm like, it feels like overreacting to be like, I never should see this person again after X, Y, Z, give them another chance. And then that's how I feel like then it was like, oops, I was in this serious relationship that oops. turned out to be terrible. Yeah. I don't, I mean, I get, see him again if you want to see him again. I, I don't think there's any harm or foul. And I do think you're going into it with your eyes wide open, but I do think it's like, he's on strike two. Right. And I think that it's sort of like one more thing and you can just go. Now, this is a good girl question to ask because I really don't know the answer because I'm not a girl. But like, would you feel comfortable having the conversation where like, uh, Shady about the meeting the girl in the park and I kind of think you fibbed about the work thing and then you're an hour late. So you're not doing great so far. Well, honestly, <laughs> would you truly, have that conversation? And that's the thing where I feel like I get myself into all kinds of trouble because I'm I don't speak up in the moment because I want to keep things copacetic or I'm still trying to process how I feel about them. And, and I'm trying fine. to process that's if I'm, normal. if it's worth bringing mm -hmm. things up yeah. in the moment. And then now I feel like then I paint myself into a corner being overly like people pleasy, like this is fine. Mm. Whereas like, why don't, why am I so concerned? Like, why couldn't I have just in that? Cause now it almost exactly. I thought the same thing. Like I almost have to now like laundry yeah. list it later. Whereas like in the moment I could have just been like, yeah, listen, I know things happen, but like, honestly, you were an hour late the last time. So I just want to know, is this going to be a recurring thing? Like, yeah. why didn't I just say that? Here's the deal. I think it's easy in the moment. I mean, I do it too. Like, I wouldn't be like jumping on something in the moment like that. Cause that's like your, your, your instinct is to be like, okay, let's just make this happen. Yes, exactly. And that's right. fine. Right. It's also fine at one point to be like, if he's late again, sure. Then well, you have backup. And that's where I feel like the next time even I was even thinking, is it, let's say we do hang out again. Also, maybe he'll ghost me. I'll never hear from him again. Like, mm -hmm. who knows? We don't have concrete mm -hmm. plans. We left it as sort of like, we'll emojis. figure something out this know. weekend. He might mm -hmm. use fucking emojis. We have no idea. He'll um, bunny you. He could be like, <laughs> <laughs> he could bunny me tomorrow. And then I would be like, hop on out of there. But so, <laughs> nice. Uh, rim shot. But so, <laughs> I, yeah, I think next time we make plans, I could just right up front be like, hey, you know, I just want to make sure you were an hour late the last two times we hung out. So is this like a Thing. a hard 730 or is this a like, you know, because the last two times you're being late really didn't affect me. Like I was going to be at that bar anyways. And then I was at my apartment. But at this point, I guess I'm just assuming I'm going to meet him at some location next time, you know, but at this point, like I don't want to be sitting there an hour. I mean, right. Should I bring it up right off the top? Oh yeah. When we but make be plans? Like, funny about it. Don't be like, yeah. 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 Like, is this a, is this a, a, a real regular time, 730 or like a, or you're going to show up at nine. Like, right. Yeah. Cause you met your girlfriend in the park. Right. <laughs> right. Well, and then, right. It's like, I think then maybe we definitely like, we've like gotten, we've been very honest, even like that. Then after that, we had some other relationship conversations. Like we've been pretty honest about everything or like, he's never been uncomfortable about, you know, we've like gotten into a lot of stuff, but, um, yeah, like I feel like maybe it is worth me 
is it worth me bringing up the next time to kind of be like listen yeah I don't want to be. I don't think do like a post mortem like this, 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 this. No, this but like, sh- but should I, think, I bring up yeah. the fact that I think that he like, like, listen, I'm you know, maybe find a way to be cute about it. Like, look, I like really appreciate. I like that we can talk so honestly, and I, I really like that you told me about meeting the girl that you used to see in the park. But at the same time, the thing I kept thinking was. Was this a real reason you were late? And did you like white lie to me? But that to me seems like no, too no, like, no. Why really? That's tricky. Yeah. I wouldn't do that. do that. I just would not do that. Do, if if next time you meet up, he's late, just be like, hey, I feel like we're jiving, and you know, and I definitely would want to see you again. But I'm like, to me, the lateness feels like you aren't respecting my time. Right? Is that? the truth what is going on yeah. is this a chronic problem you have and then he has one chance to right. not fuck up again right but i think that's all you can do i mean with the girlfriend thing it's like he lied we we all know he lied he knows he lied so you just gotta <laughs> so we move on from that right is it because you know what he's only seen you four times and why should he like open up the depth and breadth of his entire dating life oh completely yeah. that's why i thought it was but so interesting that he brought to. it up that's the thing yeah it's like he didn't need to tell me that story so why well that's did the he? piece that's weird i mean you didn't yeah. need you to, to give me all of those the utility details of the conversation he wanted to make sure you knew like he's not an asshole he did see this person he dated at one right. point nothing happened it's not a big deal and he chose an awkward way of putting it out there right because like just say like hey i ran into an old right. friend at the park and then you're not gonna be like did you used to fuck her like, right. you'd be like all right right okay that sounds fine like what and then if he says it they'd be like yeah we used to date a while ago but like we're not exclusive i didn't feel like i owed you that information right like he i just feel like when people start vo- like vomiting information at you i'm always just like you're telling me too much yeah what's no, the utility I, of that i completely agree and do you think is it like too much or one of those just like tropes of I don't know like saying to him because I think it's the truth now like I've never really had a bad relationship and now I have and it did make me look at things differently and to kind of say to him like if something comes up even if something comes up again maybe maybe where I feel or maybe even just in conversation about us our past relationships or whatever is it meaningful or just it doesn't matter because he is who he is no matter what I say to kind of be like look my last relationship, there was a lot of dishonesty. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a very trusting person. Yeah. And I always trust people implicitly until they give me a reason not to. But with that being said, I think my last relationship did give me a little bit, maybe put me on my guard more. So I just want to put it up front like that. I mean, do you have to tell someone I val- you value honesty? Like if it should just be assumed. But I don't know. Is it worth articulating? Yeah, like to me, like I'm yeah, super definitely. and like, you know, Honesty is one of the most important things to me. So even I don't want you to ever be afraid to be honest with me, even about something silly, because yeah. I'd far, you know, I think that's I'd good, rather definitely. you be honest with me, even if that might that's you think true. upset me rather than like a very overly formal way of addressing it. Like if if he's late again, then you can be like, OK, is that a hard 730? Is this right. the thing with you? Because it does bug me. Right. Let's just talk about that. Right. And then if the if the girlfriend comes up again or if past dating comes up again, I, I think as a dude, and if it's like that was coming at me, I think it'd be appropriate to be like, um, I'm glad you told me that you saw this girl. I think it's weird that you told me, and it made <laughs> me kind of think, uh, should we have a bigger discussion about it? But I kind of don't want to talk about it. But honesty is a big deal for me. Yeah. That's what I would say. Yeah. I wouldn't be like, you know, you value my time. Like, big words like that. Right, right. It's a little Just more formal kind of than right. it no. should be. Right. 
Is that right? I mean, do you yeah, agree? That's yeah. fine. I think, well, right. and also I think he just, if this is somebody you would want to be in a relationship with, being honest with him, especially about the rela- your past relationship is only beneficial. He needs to know right. where you're coming from. Right. Totally. Right. We're solving problems left and right. Guys, wow. we're really solving problems. This was an epic fucking episode. <laughs> it was. Duh. You learned so much about so many people. And we still so have more emails that we didn't read. So we'll get to them on the next mm-hmm. time that we do this. And guys, please keep emailing us. Ghostedstoriespodcast at gmail.com. Review us. Read us on iTunes. Rob, where can people stalk you? Oh, nowhere. Okay. All I'm right. fine with that. This is all the Rob you get. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm conversationally funny, but I'm not like out there. Right. Yeah. No. All right. I'm ready for the end. I can't wait. I'm going to go. Yeah. All right. Ready? Ready? Boo. <laughs> Good job. Boo.